Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Gone of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my life mate. The one and only. It's Josh, baby. Of course, I'm your life mate, man. Who else's life mate could I possibly be? This makes complete sense. Like, you're my prime directive, motherfucker. Hell yeah, back at you. Um, today <laughs> we're covering more stuff with Judgment Day. Spe- yeah, speaking, yeah. The judgment is upon us. Will we pass? I don't think oh, I will. No, I would not. No, From the I, standards that are happening that we're seeing so I mean, far, if, if, no. if, spoiler alert, Cap can't pass. I mean, by the way, spoiler alert for a book that's been out for, I believe, now like a month and a half, if not more. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know. So we're covering a lot of Judgment Day today, and then this past weekend, everyone hoped, everyone's insider scoop told them there'd be big news for Fantastic Four and for the X-Men this weekend, and there wasn't. And you know what? I'm happy. I'm happy that all these media insiders that spend their entire career scooping all the spoilers before they're officially announced got to sit there watch a whole presentation, and we're only told about things they already knew about. Uh-huh. There were so many of them. Like, if, if you guys watch any of, like, the movie insiders like Campia or Dan Merle or anyone like that, they all had these sources telling them they're going to announce the Fantastic Forecast. They're going to do all this stuff. And they were whining like little babies when they didn't get it, saying D23 was a massive letdown. Nothing big happened. Yeah, you know what happened? A trailer for Secret Invasion, an amazing trailer for Werewolf by Night. That's still the only trailer I've seen that's been released. Phenomenal. It's the best one that happened. It was amazing. You got a trailer for Mandalorian Season 3. Okay. A trailer for Tales of the Jedi, which is like an animated anthology series. Okay. Okay. And this year's all about Dooku when he's young, which we've never seen before. Yeah, that's interesting. And then Ahsoka, which I think isn't necessary but i get it you're making an ahsoka show you want more people to have access to her history or whatever uh yeah it's not like there's how many seasons of clone wars yeah yeah that was that was an odd choice to me but um they announced they just continue to talk about stuff they haven't either talked about officially so like i didn't like a bunch of insiders getting pissed off because they didn't get new information like you only know the information you know because you had insiders and scoops you can't be mad at a movie not surprising you when you know all the spoilers, when you look them up ahead of time. Yeah. And that's it. And also when you're the one setting the, if it's not this, it's a failure, then like everything's going to be a failure, you yeah. know, like unless they announce not, it, then doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if, if I'm very, and we talk, we bemoan this a lot, I feel like on this podcast, but I, I'm really tired of motherfuckers who are like, if it's not exactly what I think it should be, then it's not good. It's like, yeah. all right. All right, dude. Oh, I, and, and yeah, dude was said, um, gendered X-Men. on that one. <laughs> um, when it comes to X-Men related, for example, there's a guy on Twitter, his name is uh, Soups, and he's known for being like the hype man for Marvel stuff. But he also, to me, is one of the more annoying examples of like, if it's not this, it's not good. And he had a Are whole video. Are you trying video. to get some fights with these with this oh yeah, definitely um, calling him out by name and shit yeah whatever um he had a whole big video they got a bunch of like tiktok views and like youtube Ooh. short views and all this wow. bs so and impressive the whole entire premise is him 
hyping himself up for a fan theory he's making in the moment where he's like, all right, guys, here's going to happen. I guarantee in the near future, we're going to see the return of Chris Evans, Captain America in a flashback in World War II. And he's going to mention a guy he met and his name's going to be Logan Wolverine, baby. We're getting him soon. That was the entire video. And then people commenting undergoing that's such a good idea. I can't wait for it to happen. This is what happened with Multiverse of Madness. People got themselves hyped up about dumb shit that, doesn't, that wasn't promised and didn't happen. <laughs> and I love it. It's hilarious. <sighs> yeah, people. Like, there are Marvel or as the MCU influencers now. Like, that's a thing. It's a weird thing, but I mean, it's 100% a thing. Okay, but who are they influencing? Certainly, they're not influencing Disney. No, but it's weird, like, from what I've seen from a few of them, like, they get the fandom hyped up, they keep the conversation going, and they'll usually get, like, invited to a premiere, or, like, you know, they get a care package from from Marvel or whatever, like, and on the flip side, they're getting more viewers and more links and more of this and that, so their YouTube money goes up and stuff like that. Jesus, we live in such a weird fucking world. I know we have a podcast, but we, we, we do this podcast mainly out of just pure love of hearing ourselves talk. Yes, we're not like podcasters. Yes, all podcasters do, but like we're not like we're not trying to like make a brand out of ourselves out of you know. I mean, we're just we're just hanging out, talking into mics, being being chill, man. Like the closest we came is coming up with Krakoa Radio, and what have we done with that? We nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We've started plenty of podcasts. We've started many a podcast. We we bought the URL. That's what we fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so this weekend there was no x-men announcements they did show more footage or i guess a re-editing of footage for um the x-men cartoon and stuff like that oh, that's okay. about as much as they talked about yeah um technically if we're talking about mutant news they did talk about the marvels movie because miss marvel in this universe is a mutant you're damn skippy she is yeah and they talked a little more about how that movie's gonna work i think they showed exclusive footage to people there for the marvels and for black panther 2 and something oh and the ahsoka show okay so they did get like exclusive footage and stuff like that and i think they got exclusive ant-man footage also (gasps) whoa yeah so like you got stuff shit happened like it's a company presenting its brand. Like, what do you think they're going to do? These motherfuckers, like, they go into these Apple events and be like, this motherfucker didn't announce the exact fucking MacBook I thought they should. So Apple's dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So that's, that's, that's Nick's rant for today. One of my rants. I do have actually one other rant. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's nitpicking. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we'll keep that. Um, so first up, we'll be talking about Immortal X-Men number five. So this is after Judgment, well, a little before and after Judgment Day number one. And it's a lot, yes. a lot about uh, Exod- Exodus. Yeah, this is a really good issue. It is. Oh, no, All the Immortal was- X-Men ones are so such good character studies. Well, have you noticed, actually, there was a big uptick in people talking about X-Men Red. Like X Men Red was trending like three times in the last week. Interesting. And like people, like I think it started out because there was a poll on Marvel, like their main Twitter, saying like, "Which is your favorite X book happening right now?" And like everyone put Red on the top of their list. And then just today, I saw it trending because of something that happened in today's issue that I don't know about yet. Yeah, we're so behind. Not not too behind. 
a little behind. Depending what you consider what stuff we're actually talking about. <laughs> Which, by the way, I will mention that we will get back on track with stuff like, um, well, I guess anything. Not Marauders. We kind of gave up Marauders. Oh, New Mutants and stuff like that. Because they're not weaving within this storyline, apparently. Like, they're still yeah. doing their own thing. I mean, as far as where we are, at least, I don't know if, you know. From what I've seen, to- yeah, it's it's yeah. its own thing. Yeah. I imagine it's the same thing for Knights of X and stuff like that. Oh, uh, Knights of X is done now. What, what? Yeah, I think the one of the last, I think last month's issue was it from what I, from what I heard on Twitter, at least. I haven't, I don't think I've picked it up from the shop yet, but. It, was it canceled or was it like the planned ending? I think it might have been a planned ending i don't know i mean it's all right well i think we had one more issue to cover so i guess we'll cover that next time yeah all right good to know breaking news for two of us (laughs) i mean it's a little bit old but yeah also if i'm wrong let me know i i but i don't see it in like any of the solicits coming up either so i'm pretty sure it's gone all right well let's start right now with the immortal x-men number five take it away josh Oh, that's right. I was doing this one. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was like legit about to lean back and be like, all right, let's hear it. Oh, wait, no, it's me. All right. So, um, like, like you said, man, we're, uh, we're spending a lot of time with our, with our dear friend Exodus, our mutant, our, uh, our mutant spiritual leader. And he's, it's a real trippy issue, man. Like, it's a real, like, where are we? What's happening to Exodus right now? So it's it, he's narrating it and he's having like these flashbacks of when he basically met Apocalypse and Apocalypse turned him into kind of the immortal mutant that he is now. Maybe immortal. I mean, immortal in the sense that all mutants are now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, he was... I was gonna say he's he is immortal, but he's not. He was just frozen for a long time. Yeah, but we don't really know necessarily if he's in, like he might actually be. I, we don't know. We don't know yet. Um. Anyway, so it opens on uh, at, at a flashback on Exodus as, as, during the Crusades, and he's in the desert. He's having these real, um, real parallel moments to Jesus, <laughs> and um. In this desert, he comes across what appears to be the Phoenix, um, and so he has some vision in the in the um, the desert, which sets him on his his path to becoming the the Exodus we know and frankly love today. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we cut to that. We cut directly from this vision he has of the Phoenix to a quiet council meeting in which. Um, again, a, a destiny has basically told them, so the Eternals are coming. Uh, we should fight. And um, <laughs> there's a real funny scene where Emma's like, first, we'll brief the war captains and prepare a defense. Scott will have plans. He always does. And Kate is like, bless that nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and so as this is happening, Exodus is like, having this real trippy thing where he's like am i here is this the present is this the past where i'm feeling disconnected and we see more flashbacks of his early run-ins with with apocalypse he talks about how during this flashback how i love what marvel's doing right now which is like using these very popular x-men books to like seed in all their dumb 
shit that they're going to put in the movies pretty soon. Yes, they've done that not just with the X Men books, but they've done it with like a lot of their books. Where like a year before a major character debuts, they definitely change aspects of it, so it's not it doesn't look like it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. So, and and I say this because part of this flashback is Exodus and the Black Knight, (laughs) and apparently the Black Knight was closer to him than a brother in. Apocalypse wished him dead, but Exodus couldn't do it, and he went to war with Apocalypse and thus was punished by being put in a thousand-year-long stasis. And as he's remembering this, he realizes, wait, 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 wait. We're under a psychic attack right now. That's what's happening. This is why we're feeling weird. And so he's able to kind of... I'm going to kind of skip over more of his flashbacks because a lot of this is just him talking about his his growing faith in, in a mutant savior. First it was Magneto yeah. and now it's hope is basically the, the short of that. Um, There's going to be a lot of yada, yada, yada in all these books that we're going to kind of, <laughs> and that's not to say, and, and to quote Seinfeld, you can't yada, yada, yada. It's very good. It, yeah, it's yeah. a very good story. It really is. But I, I'm kind of just kind of cutting to the chase a little bit. Um, and so he helps to revive the white council or the quiet council, the white see. Emma on my page right now. Um, well, honestly, let's be honest. It is the White Council. Other than his red ass, are there any people of color on this council? Um, we have blue people. We have, we got blue people and we got red people. Anyway, that's a hmm. anyway. <laughs> so when they're coming to, we'll recall from Judgment Day one, Wolverine is there protecting them as what's what's his name, Jack of Knives or whatever yes jack something of like knives that. or jack of trades or something like that something like that but the, the motherfucker who throws knives all the time um he's thrown knives at wolverine because wolverine's he was the that character was trying to assassinate hope but wolverine saves saves her and so once the quiet council has been revived well motherfucker it's time for psychic warfare and so all this the psychics group of them all together and they go to war with what do they call it the uni mind. Yeah, the uni mind. Yeah, the uni mind. However, you, uni or una, however you want to say it. Um, and so they're having this battle. Um, during this psychic attack, Exodus gets knocked out, but um, Hope wakes him up after the after they vanquish the uni mind, and she says, "Get up, lazy. We kick their asses so hard they'll be wiping their behinds with." They'll be wiping their behinds anytime they brush their teeth, which I honestly don't understand that what that means. Uh, I guess kick your ass. Oh, because their teeth, because so they'll be shitting there. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. And so Emma, Emma says to Hope, oh, Hope, sometimes you really can tell you spent crucial years of schooling, wandering a radioactive wasteland, drinking reclaimed urine. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So many good quips in this, man. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm glad Kieran Goins here. Oh no, wait. This is this is immortal. So this is this is. Yeah, he's writing this one. Now. He yeah, does yeah. write this book differently than the main X Men. He does. Main- he does. For some reason, I I was I was thinking um Jerry. His Dunn. writing's a little more, I guess, dry in the Judgment Day book compared. Very, to- yeah, I would say that too. Yeah. So. They they regather and then they start fighting a bunch of what are they call celestials. They're kaiju. They they were fighting a bunch of kaiju that are they're they're, they're technically considered eternals because of the way they're brought back later. Yeah, 
Okay, so big kaiju. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, kaiju eternals. Big kaiju uh, eternals are attacking the island, and um, that's how our book ends with uh, Exodus and the and the crew basically diving into action. Exodus quite literally um, super jumps anime style straight at one of the the uh, kaiju, and yep. uh, that's how it ends. It's a very honest uh, cover page. Quite literally, yeah. Exodus is jumping yeah, at it's the like, celestials or at he, the Eternals. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it was an okay issue. I give it three and a half. I'm going to give. I'm going to give it a solid four. I think it solely be not not for any of the Judgment Day stuff necessarily, but for like just the real good character work on Exodus and just getting more of his backstory and and getting a. Getting, setting this this stage for he really does still see himself as creating a mutant religion centered around hope. So that might come into play I admit, later down the line. Oh, I definitely think it will. But my so I'm gonna have a little bit of a preamble here before I get into Judgment Day. Is this your other Nick's nit, nitpicking? One of them, yeah. You, you so said you had another rant. So. It's kind of about events in general. So I like when events matter, and I like when the structure, including the marketing all makes sense. And I feel like the marketing for this event isn't true. The title isn't true to what the event actually is. And I feel like when we get into both issues, oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, what do you think the title of this event is? It is judgment day. And like okay. they're saying true to the aspect, but the top above that is the idea that you're getting Avengers versus X-Men versus See, Eternals. And that's why I say that look, look closely. It doesn't say versus. It just says Avengers, X Men, Eternals, Judgment Day. That's true. That it could true. it could just literally be it's the Judgment Day for these three groups. <laughs> That's fair, but it does come off as a versus. And, and I agree with you because all this time, literally, as you were saying this, it started clicking in my head as I looked at the title. Because all this time, I too was thinking of it as Avengers v X Men v uh, yeah. Eternals, and and just calling it acts for sure instead of a v a v x v e <laughs> like you know what i mean like so yeah but now that now that we're like talking through this i i honestly think it it's not it's not meant to be versus as much as it's meant to be these three groups dealing with this event which is called judgment day yeah i think there's something to be something to be had for event books that are more closed. Like I feel like you either go all the way or you don't in, in relation to like, for example, when civil war happened, every single book in Marvel revolved around civil war. Like everything was in some way, not a tie in, but you can tell it's happening at the same time. Where in this event, there's a few tie ins that feel like they don't add too much. So before uh, before this book, or I guess right after this book, there's a book that we decided not to cover called Death of the Mutants. We said we we're going to cover it. We're not because we read it and realized it's more of an Eternals book than it is a mutant book. And there's only one interesting aspect that I wonder if it's going to come up later, which basically one character, uh, Fastos, basically implies <laughs> that Ajax was just looking for a reason to make a new god. Not that like almost implying she couldn't stop the situation that's happening right now, but she wanted an excuse to make a new God. And I find yeah. that really interesting. I wonder if that's going to come 
back up later on. Like, if there's a character that could stop the death of how many other people are dying right now, like that's that's a lot. So that's one yeah. aspect of that. But so, I feel like this event in this issue, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And then by the next issue, I was like, oh, "Okay, I kind of like where this is going." So what? And, and as you review it, you know, tell me what what your "Are you kidding me?" moments were. But what are, what's your overall take of this event in sense of like connecting the greater Marvel six one six? Like right now, I feel like. Gillen, Gillian, Gillen. Um, I feel like he wanted to do yeah, a massive Eternals related event, and someone else is like, you know, you could do, you can put the X Men involved in this, and then like the idea ball started rolling. And I feel like you could you could actually take the Avengers aspect of the story out completely, and I think it might actually be smoother. It might be smoother, but I think it will be. La- I think it would lack in your point of this thing is happening how is it affecting everyone else too you know what i mean like it'd be it would be a little weird if a giant god was like i'm about to judge the entire planet and murder everybody and the avengers were just like nowhere to be found (laughs) but i think again back to marketing like if you marketed this as x-men versus or x-men whatever eternals and then naturally throughout the story avengers pepper in because this is the marvel world yeah that would have been cool that That i see what you're saying on that and also on a totally different side of this i like the issue but i kept finding myself lost in the art because the kaiju characters the hex as they're called as a unit are all so weird looking when you're watching two big pages of big fights nothing made sense it was it art like the art was simultaneously very good but also hard to read in the action scenes yeah especially in the third issue where there's a whole conversation in like the astral plane i didn't know who was talking yeah so anyway we'll get to that soon so the book opens up with many people's point of view of like their day how they're feeling about the world Everyone's very different and very specifically in a different part of the world. I, I like that aspect of it. Um, everyone has like their own personal story of how they're dealing with it. And then we cut right back to Kaiju battle of the Hex fighting the X-Men. They're doing their thing. They're fighting him. And eventually the Avengers show up and they're like, hey, we, can, we got this together. We got to stick together because we have giants attacking. Now, personally for me, I did want to see... Where Cyclops is like, where were you 20 minutes ago when we were fucking getting attacked? Like, it's it, it's always that running theme of, like, you're never there for us. Uh, yes, but it takes time to get to a place. Like, the battle just started. You know what I mean? I will no, say, sure, yes. yeah, I will say for in this, in this instance, I will say the Avengers are a, appearing, at least. I don't know. I never trust the Avengers, so... <laughs> I have no context to believe what I'm about to say, but in appearances, yeah. the Avengers are coming to their aid rather quickly. Whereas in, in other big mutant annihilation type events, they never show up. <laughs> they either never show up or quite literally are the cause of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. So the Avengers show up, they're helping. And then 
Ajax and Tony Stark and Mrs. Sinister, they're all talking about how can they make this new god, this new celestial that's going to fix everything. And when the fight's happening, they realize there's going to be a lot of damage happening everywhere else. People on the shore are in danger and this and that. And Cyclops is like, all right, your team can get out of here. We can handle this while you go and help the people. And I did like that Captain America's like, you know, you're a real hero. And one day people are going to really see that. And I also like that there's no response from Cyclops because he doesn't give a fuck about that anymore. No, he doesn't give a fuck. And it's also hollow coming from Captain America. Like, you mean like the time we fought and you arrested me and you fucked up all of our plans? Like, yeah, I know I'm a hero, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, there, there's a whole part of the internet that says Cyclops is right. So uh, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> yeah, and um, I do like when Destiny's like, we stand alone. We always did. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does feel like it's always going to, there's always going to be a reason we're never going to be the primary concern. Like, there is that idea of like, they're always going to pick them over us, even though it's not actually like that. When it all said and done, it does become that. Yeah, I want to. I, I, yeah, to to really highlight what you're saying, I want to pull out the quotes here. So, as Cyclops is being told by Captain America, or as Cyclops is telling Captain America, basically, like, "We'll deal with this. You go do that," and they leave as the leader of the X Men asked them to. Yeah, Exodus shouts behind them or not telepathically see this council it is good to have a reminder they abandon us and nightcrawler shouts that's unfair and destiny says to him as you were saying not only does she say we stand alone but she says before that that is accurate child i see the future and i remember the past and that's that i remember the past is i i love i love that line well, I actually look at more of the future part, funny enough, because like she's, when she tells him that's accurate and I see the future, like we're yeah. always going to be alone. Yeah. It's always going to be on us to fix this shit. Yep. And that's very heavily implied, I would say, throughout the next couple issues here. Definitely. So in the meantime, we have a kind of a, a splash page of everyone going to different parts of the world, getting different materials they need to resurrect this god and make him new. And, you know, that sounds like a, a perfectly good idea. In the meantime, Exodus does, I guess, kind of how the other issue ended, right? He just runs into uh, one of the hex. Yeah, I think this is like the end of that. Like the, the issue ended and now we're seeing what happened after that. Yeah. And once again, it is one of those moments where I'm like, what are Exodus's powers? <laughs> 100% have no idea. Like, he can explode like he's Nitro. He can fly super strength. He's a telepath. He also gets more power from Faith. Like, <laughs> I don't understand Exodus. And I, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of just rolling with the bunches, you know? So, eventually, he kills one of the uh, the Hex and blows up. And in my head, I did forget that technically that's a Celestial. But I did like the comparison of we see Exodus getting resurrected, but then we also see one of the Hex getting resurrected. Okay. And um, I'm one aspect you. we didn't know. I'm going <laughs> to interrupt you one quick. Sorry, oh, real quick. Oh. I pulled up Exodus's Wikipedia page. Oh, God. First of all, he was created by Scott Lobdell and, and Joe Casada. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, so he, according no wonder to, he's vague. <laughs> yeah. Acor- according to Wikipedia, his abilities are, are you ready for this? Mm. Telepathy telekinesis 
teleportation, immortality, superhuman physical attributes, (laughs) accelerated slash regenerative healing factor. So I'm going to guess that's that's because of whatever Apocalypse did to him to make him an acolyte. So where does the explosion power come from? Um, I think that is coming from the celestial blowing up as he's running into it. I think it's just messy. Okay. All right. Um, so then we have another page of those six people that we were talking about before from different parts of the world, except one of them is now dead. Because a little secret is every time an Eternal is resurrected, someone randomly dies. That's that's pretty um, that's pretty different than Resurrection Protocol. Yeah. Yeah, these uh, holier-than-thou motherfuckers. At least the X-Men aren't killing motherfuckers on their way back. Yeah, that's uh, not cool. Now I'm wondering how many of them know this. Oh, they. I think... Yeah, I think they all do. I think this came up in one of the early issues of Judgment Day, and it is basically, I, I think it's a secret they all keep. Yeah, that makes you immediately not the good guy. <laughs> I've never felt like they're the good guys. No, but like at least you have this unit trying to help, you know? But like if you're all keeping the secret of every time we're resurrected, we have to kill a random person. I'm pretty Which- sure if everyone knew that, they'd all turn against you pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it was like, Icarus and Cersei who might have been talking about it at one point and was like this is why like they try very hard not to die <laughs> like they don't want to die like I, you know because they value human lives and they don't want to do that or whatever but they value it just enough <laughs> just enough to not die yeah. if they can but not enough to say something or try to stop that from being a thing that happens well I will say it also seems like it's a repercussion of the great machine. Like it's going to automatically do it no matter what. Yeah. The machine yeah. that is earth. You mean is if I hear that phrase one more fucking time. <laughs> yeah. It gives me flashbacks to um, anyone who reads DC stuff. When um, Scott Snyder was running all the big DC events, you heard the word doom and justice so many times, not just as like justice league and Legion of doom, but like the, the metaphors and like, the projection of what doom and justice is and he got real deep into like the the meta version of it and like he just wrote it down so many times i hated the book like i just didn't want to read the words anymore anyway so we find out one of these people now randomly dies cut back to the action they're still trying to figure out how to resurrect or make this god in the meantime they're all fighting and then the god they just killed comes back being a badass, and then in giant words, cease enough. You're that done. Was very, that was very good. Yes, oh, voice actor. Um, a god is coming. I live, therefore I judge. Uh, so basically, they made a bigger problem, and this god tells who the could entire... have foreseen it <laughs> exactly. Tony Stark making a bigger problem. Tony Stark literally referencing Ultron as he's doing this like come on dude <laughs> maybe god your hubris knows no bounds none none at all um so people of earth listen you're all gonna be judged every single one of you individually and I think this is like by tomorrow some of you would just be dead yeah man that's them's the breaks the Marvel universe in the comics just had one of the wildest weeks 
You just wait, found wait. out all mutants are immortal. Oh, yes, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you're kind of dealing with that fallout and that that whole the deal. Then you find out those alien gods that you've seen a handful of times are coming to go to war with them. And oh, and by the prepare. way, we're on your side, humans. So sorry about the tidal waves we're making by having to fight this war. <laughs> yes, we're making giants that will scare you because they're terrifying. Have fun with that. Then, like the next day, you're dealing with a literal space god saying you're all going to be judged. It's insane. I'm shaking my head on a, on a bad week. Audio. So it's crazy. It's like I just imagine living in that world. Like we we complain a lot about oh my god, there's never a dull moment here. Like there's always something worse than the time before. Like yeah, man. Thank God we don't have these problems. <laughs> well, it was kind of the joke I was making with the MCU world. Like if you live in the MCU, you just saw two giant Egyptian gods fighting, and the day before the sky was spinning for some reason. You know, and then like before that, a year ago, everyone you knew disappeared for five years. <laughs> like, like it's just it's wild. That, that's kind of why I like watching shows like She-Hulk, because like this world is ridiculous and this is what it is like bonkers. Yeah. So anyway, my kind of eye rolly moment. Remember when we were talking, we were reviewing uh, Fantastic Four versus X-Men? Yes. Remember how we didn't like that it just became let's team up and fight Doombots? Yes. I had that vibe here. I got that vibe of like, wait, you're telling me it's about this big conflict between these three groups, but now they're just going to team up and fight this monster. But I was immediately turned around by the third issue. I hear you. And and, and yeah, and I, and I, res- yeah, I mean, they, they grow as care. As the story goes, yeah. they realize maybe our problem isn't with each other. Maybe our problem with Doombots. Yeah, but it, it's all about how it's handled. And like sometimes that exit feels cheap from them actually resolving the real issue. But yeah, like, because like, the, the next issue does fix that for yeah. me. I, I agree. And I, I was going to talk more about the X-Men Fantastic Four, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wasting we, time. On we it. literally did it. <laughs> we did it already. Yeah. One of one of our first episodes. Yeah. So originally I gave this three X's, but I'm retroactively giving it four X's. Now that I know where it's going, I, I enjoy it more. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm still, I'm a solid, I'm a solid four. Four, sorry, four yeah. X's from both of us for issue two of Judgment Day. And I do like the last page literally says like Judgment Day begins. Like this is it. This is what I was getting Yeah, do. it's like, oh, by the way, now it starts. <laughs> yeah. And then I do end up my mind going back to like, how much about this does Sinister know before it happens? I mean, you got to assume a bunch, right? Because he did mention how, like, maybe I'll survive Judgment Day this time and stuff like that. Yeah. So he must have an insight about where this is going to go, but he's playing his long game. Like, what happens in the sex issue? I feel like that's the one thing he didn't try last time. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, and I'll I'll get to it more when we get there, but, like, (laughs) he was honest? Yeah. Yeah weird uh, anyway all, all right. right so you, so i'm covering this one right yep okay so we pick up it, almost immediately where we left off this this giant god is now just standing above i guess 
every living creature, it seems. It does seem like it's supposed to be. The, the scale kind of changes. Yeah, like, but it, it does. But like no matter who we're seeing or no matter where they are, this creature so far is in the background. So. Which wouldn't make sense if you're like on the other side. <laughs> no matter how big it is. Unless you're on the, if you're on the other side. He's not like, even on Earth, I don't think. He's in like this. No, no. It's oh, no he came from the. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Right. He came from the North Pole. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we we pick up with him. We pick up at the North Pole where he's he's about to you know make his judgment. And um, Ajax, right, is that one? Let me double well, check the helmet. That. Yeah, Ajax. Yeah. So Ajax is having this moment of like, how could we have created this unjust god? This is insane. And um, Macari, I think is how it's pronounced, probably. Yeah. But um, well, the speed one and Selma Hayek from Eternals. Okay. Yeah. So the speed the speed one <laughs> tells Selma Selma that like all right, we let's let's get out of here. Let's take a breather. We get, we got to regroup. Let's go figure this out. And while this is happening, the the god decides I'm going to judge Captain America, and uh, he's a failure. Boom. Yeah, not what I expected at all. Boom. I I enjoyed it though. Well, you know what? This is where it changed my mind. I was changing my mind a little bit about this because immediately i'm like wait a minute he's judging people individually based off almost their own personal goal yeah because we got we'll get this later in the book when he says judging other characters but like it seems like it's not based off of just general morals it's based off what are your personal values and have you achieved that well yes to an extent but i also think with this captain america one he he is saying you set this mission for yourself and you failed at it because the world can, is a bad place. That's why I'm here now. Look what you, you've helped create this shit ass fucking world. And so you're a failure. Boom. Bye. Yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. Like that was his personal goal and journey that hasn't been achieved yet. So you're a failure. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I see. I think there's like a, a nuance there, but yeah. oh no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Then we cut back to all the people that they, they talked about, in, in issue two so some guys at a at a bar captain america's decided he's going on the offense and he's he's going to make this big speech about we got to come together we're don't worry we'll we'll fix this blah 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 and so um it just basically covers these same people when they hear it there's a guy at a pub there's somebody tweeting through it as we all do yeah the the wife of the man who is dead so that this god can now judge us um you know, she's pretty sad. Uh, some child doesn't want to do his homework because the world's going to end anyway. <laughs> Which also then, feels real, yeah. <laughs> and then there's this this moment kind of to your point, I think, of judging judging based on their own standards. The, the God who's narrating this says about the kid's father, he judges himself. What kind of father can't protect his family is in quotations because he's judging himself about yeah. what am I supposed to I, I can't I can't do anything about this giant God. You know, and so um, all the while, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Who's the who's the leader? The who's the prime one? Who's the, uh, Druig or Druig? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. So Druig is is visiting Uranos, which I, which as you said is his grandfather, Thanos's grandfather. Yeah. Oh, I had an accent on Thanos. Um, <laughs> Thanos. Um, and so he's basically like, um. I'm not here for advice, but let's let's just say hypothetically, 
I was to ask you for advice. Um, what do you think we should do? And he tells him straight up, um, if he's judged Captain America this hard, he being Yorana saying this, if he's judged Captain America as a failure, then all of e- all our Eternals will be failures too because we have failed to stop deviations. So, uh, yeah, you need to let me out. And he said, uh, no, 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 thank you very much. I now know what I got to do. I got to... Um, I got to bring everybody together. The Eternals, that be not, not God forbid everybody. Um, and so all the while our crack team of Tony Stark, it, Mr. Sinister and some Eternals whose names I'm not going to try again. Um, they are basically reliving the, the plot of a new hope by saying, so there's this powerful creature here and it's got this one little weak spot that was designed in there somehow. And if you hit it really hard, it'll blow up. But also it, it might blow up Reykjavik too, I think he said, or some, some shit. So like, so, you know. Well, I found it pretty funny actually that of all people, Tony Stark or Sinister didn't have like an automatic failsafe in case. It, it is it is funny that there wasn't an automatic one, but again, like I, the fact that our like I almost I almost like got pulled away from the story in in a way when like basically the plot became a a new hope. You know what I mean? Like we're just gonna we got the schematics. There's this one little place we gotta hit. In oh this, yeah, in this, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like all right, what the fuck is this nonsense? But we'll see in a minute that. It was uh, not to be the case. And so they they realize this. They realize there's this weakness, but if they hit it, it could blow up and, and frankly take out most of the world. Um, if not most of it, a good chunk of it. And so they decide, they being the Eternals and, and Tony Stark, that it's it, that's not a risk they're willing to take. Uh, Mr. Sinister, on the other hand, um, thinks that's a fine risk <laughs> and um and I, telepathically so I, I he's mr sinister he's got weird genes going all over the place but he telepathically reaches out to destiny and and tells her of this and as i alluded to a minute ago he straight up tells her so you can do this but also there's a chance it might kill a bunch of people like he fr- he flat out tells her yeah. which i thought like i was i was legitimately shocked I was expecting him to just tell her, hey, there's the weakness. Go hit it and then just revel in the uh, collateral damage. <laughs> but um, he chose not to. He chose to take uh, he chose to take the mutant side, which is, I think, kind of interesting. And um, so Destiny calls together the Quiet Council. We learned during this meeting that Xavier is dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, Xavier, the leader... Just died off panel. Um, or in like one of the other tie-ins, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's a good point. There Maybe there's a tie-in we're missing. I don't know. Well, um, in Death of the Mutants, um, he was having a psychic battle with one of them. It's like he might have maybe like issue two of that. He dies. I don't know. Unless I missed it because I was getting kind of bored. In the I mean, literally in one panel, um, it, it, they show Xavier like under attack and his helmet cracks and then immediately Emma goes, Hope, we need another Xavier. And in my head, 
when I read that at first, my thought was hope get over here to help amplify Xavier's power. And then it wasn't like a couple panels over. I'm like, Oh, Oh, she meant like, literally we need to make another one. He just died. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. And so uh, destiny tells the quiet council, Hey, here's the plan. Um, Here's a thing we can do. Uh, by the way, it's gonna blow. It could it, it it could blow up. I have foreseen the future, and it doesn't happen. So we're good to go. And uh, let's go ahead and tell the war captains to go do this thing. And Emma wants to tell Scott and Jean about this potential for a huge explosion. And Destiny says, "No, no. These motherfuckers chose one. Scott chose he to never serve on this council." He doesn't want to be a part of it. Gene walked away from it. They forfeit their right to to be a part of this governing body. And part of this governing body is making these tough decisions that they are too squeamish to do. So fuck them. Don't tell them. (laughs) And honestly, I was on Destiny's side. Like, bitch, you want... This is why... uh, I forget who was mad at Gene for stepping down. But yes, this is why your fucking redheaded ass needs to be at the table. You know what I mean? It does make sense in the idea of like how a government works, how a military works. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not saying Destiny's wrong. By the way, I don't. I I don't agree with what she's doing, but I agree with her reasoning for not. I I agree with her reasoning. I don't. I'm with you. I don't agree with her taking this risk uh, because I. I don't. uh, Yeah, I. I don't also know how much of this is real anymore either. Um, That's a whole other thing that I didn't like in this book, but yeah, continue. Um, so yeah, anyway, so that that's the decision that's made. They don't need to know because they chose not to serve their govern their country this way. And so reinf- they, we cut back to the 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 Battle of Krakoa, if you will, and reinforcement in the form of a bunch of deviants come strolling through the gates because they share genetic code with the mutants. Apparently, I guess somewhere along the line, we learned that all mutants kind of traced yes, that was a thing, yeah, to deviants, which cool, I sure. guess, yeah. Um, and so these mother- these motherfuckers are straight up like, "Hey, go take care of this big ass celestial. We'll fight these, uh, or the the god. We'll fight these Eternals. We're used to being fodder for them anyway. Don't worry about us. We'll go die. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, basically, they're real chill about it. <laughs> they're real chill. Like we'll go, we'll go blunt their swords. Basically, what they said is like, yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, I think you mean with your bodies because none of you are actually armed. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cool. We have no emotional attachment to you, so I guess go do your thing. Thank you. Like, um, yeah. So <laughs> as this is happening, um. So, yeah, they take off, uh, the X-Men, that is, take off to fight the Celestial as they are trying to mount a sneak attack onto the Celestial. Uh, the Eternals find out. They trip some kind of alarm. And Tony Stark is like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Sinister what did you do? And, and, and he's, he says to him, he, he says to, to Sinister, millions could die. And Sinister says, but billions will definitely live. They won't thank us, but we're mutants and we're used to that. You, on the other hand, can can say please and thank you later. Yeah, I do sometimes catch, like, is this sincerity from Sinister? Like, does he actually take pride 
and being part of this community and being a mutant because sometimes it feels like he does like he's genuinely i know and that's what i was kind of alluding to earlier with him telling the truth and like basically being like choosing country over god if you will in a way in some ways i look at it like because now that he has essentially has moira's powers that maybe he is just like moira in the sense of i'm trying to find the best outcome for everyone that doesn't feel right though (laughs) it doesn't like like the best outcome for everyone slash and me more so you know the best outcome from me but also for me but also like i can't do the things i love without mutants being around i love fucking messing around with mutant genes you know if like, i no wouldn't mutants. be shocked if he's already found the perfect outcome but he might like die in it or something so he's like no redo mm, that does one that does, i like the sound of that one yeah <laughs> i lost a cape in this universe no <gasps> no god forbid <laughs> that honestly if that's a lot, if that's a thing that happens, that would be so funny. <laughs> if like literally there was like this beautiful path to just the mutants winning, but only Sinister knew about it and he chose not to do it because in that future he didn't have a cape, that would be so fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. And somehow still in character. And, and the most in character he could possibly be. And so... Uh, Gene Gray and the X Men in battle with the Eternals blow up the blow up the Death Star. Excuse me, blow up the Death yeah. Star. And at, uh, Tony's like, "Oh shit, it's gonna blow up." Wait, no, I think I think we might be okay. And then uh, it blows up, and we see the charred remains of people all over the Earth and mass destruction. We can see the explosion from fucking space. For God's sake, it's insane. <laughs> all these people have just died because the heroes decided to try to do something. Oh no. That's just what the celestial God wanted you to see. I was flipping out. He, <laughs> like the first two pages when the explosion happens. I'm like, fuck. I was like, how do you undo this shit? Yeah. Like, is this, I was like, Oh my God, is this how the mutants find a way for like to resurrect actual people now? Um, And so he basically is saying, this is what could have happened um, if you if tried that shit. <laughs> if you try that shit, but so don't try that shit. And the apparently, like a, a good chunk of people just die from heart attacks seeing this. Yeah. Vision. So I was kind of confused. Like, does that imply that everyone saw this yes, vision? Yes. And everyone, then, like, some people just had a heart attack and died. <laughs> yes, that's what he's doing. He's basically saying to the people of Earth, "Your heroes were willing to sacrifice the X Men specifically." Mm-hmm. We're willing to roll the dice with your lives. Like that was my big takeaway is, oh, fuck, for God's sake. He just like the X-Men need more bad PR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like, again, this goes to my point of living in this world is insanity. Truly. Now like, a giant God told you you're all going to be judged in a day. And in the middle of that day, you had a psychic image of what could happen if the heroes tried to intervene. Like, and so, maybe your grandpa just died of a heart attack. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. You remember that God made us all think the world was ending? Yeah. That's what killed my grandfather. What about you? You know, that killed my mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wild. Like it's absolutely fucking, insanity. Like honestly, the best profession might be like, funeral director and fucking more <laughs> shit you know what i mean like man they are just living the life right oh now. my god a, a six feet under show but in the mcu anyway oh my god that would be fucking amazing right <laughs> <laughs> uh 
for for our younger fans, Six Feet Under was a, a, a early show on HBO, HBO. or Showtime. Yeah, HBO. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. Don't think of Dexter. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. He was in both. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they uh, the world is like, oh my god, that could have happened. Uh, Ajax basically wants to murder uh, Sinister for telling the secret of of her god, um, and so they're like what the fuck do we do and captain america pops up on a hologram because you know technology um and he's like there's only one thing we can do we have to unite the world okay cool so we're dead is what i'm hearing we're dead (laughs) um and so at this point we cut to this seemingly other dimension prison area. I, I'm sure the, it's called the exclusion. I'm sure that's very yeah. That's that's famous. in the that's in the Eternals book. Yeah, I, I'm sure of it, but I I don't read that book, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so Cersei and uh that Jack character are basically breaking some there to break someone out of prison who could help unite the world and and get the world feeling love for each other <laughs> and who who would that person be oh but none other than star fox oh another character that's going to be making more of an appearance in the mcu who barely yes. is ever in any fucking comic book but now all um, of a sudden is the key to the fucking world but okay so i don't know if this is why he's in prison but last time i remember seeing him uh star fox he it was in Guardians of the Galaxy when they're reading the last will and testament of Thanos, and basically in his will, he he basically made a wild goose chase into people thinking I put my soul into someone close in my life. So then everyone's trying to kill him, everyone's trying to kill Gamora, everyone's trying to, and it was all bullshit. It was all complete bullshit. He's going to fuck with people one last time. Oh, Thanos. Yeah, it was great. Um, but in that book, he was like leading the charge of trying to kill anyone related to Thanos. Like he was literally trying to kill Gamora because he assumed it must be her. That's like the heir to the throne, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember a lot of uh, galactic people being pissed at him. So maybe that's why he's in jail right now. I mean, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I, I really like this issue. For I really did too. I quite get, a few, I, for quite a few reasons. I'm gonna give but it five X's. I'm gonna give it five X's too. It swerved me like twice. Yeah, a couple and, fucking times, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it makes this event have more weight. Like this, there's going to be repercussions. Like that's what this is. I hope so. I, I ha- like. I'd be really disappointed if this doesn't have legitimate repercussions because that's one thing i was I was talking about with other events like the best marvel events have legitimate repercussions they change the status quo in some way and they give future writers things to to work with those yeah. are the best events because and eventually everything gets retconned no matter what it is everything of course gets i mean you're way. writing a serialized story involving the same characters since like the 1960s you're yeah. gonna have to like change things up from time to time so for events like Secret Invasion or Civil War, like those had lasting effects that affected Marvel Comics for like a decade. You and know, I will I, give, like I'll give Marvel credit. And obviously, like I never give them credit. I'm a Marvel fanboy, but um, I'll give them credit. They tend to handle their Heroes Reborn aside. They, ha- they tend to, <laughs> to handle their 
they're retcons better than DC, in my opinion. I'm not saying, in my opinion, because DC will do things like the new 52, in which, like, well, now everything's just starting again. Well, now everything's just starting again. Well, now everything's just starting yes. again. And, and Marvel, for all their quote unquote number one issues, things don't necessarily just hard, hard restart. You know what I mean? Yes, they have. They probably have more reboots than DC in the sense of literal number reboots. Yes. But like cosmically, they're pretty linear for the most part. But yes. to the point where they didn't want to reboot everything, so they made the Ultimate Universe, which was successful for yeah. a long time before yeah. it got repetitive and weird and everything we talked about when we covered the first few issues of our first few trades of Ultimate X-Men. God, I for- yeah. Like, talk about a book from the early 2000s that, like, wow, that didn't age well. <laughs> no, probably didn't start well, but yeah. I mean, again, um, it wasn't, a. Pr- it was never, like, some of those things were just never appropriate, but in, like, yeah. Back then, like, no one thought about it, you know? And, like, that's pretty fucked up. But well, anyway. Speaking of inappropriate, uh, Star Fox. Star Fox, the yeah. actual creator. I just saw a thing today, actually. It was uh, Jim Sterling talking about this character and asking, oh, how do you feel like he's going to be more in the movie world now? He's like, I don't know how they're going to do that because he's not a good person. No. Especially when he was back in the day. He said, like, people misunderstood how I was writing him. I wasn't playfully making fun of the way he sexually assaulted people. Yeah. Like it never meant to come out that way. People just, for some reason, took it that way, which is very telling. <laughs> Cause it's the funny pages. Yeah, um, exactly. Because people didn't take comics seriously. So um, the idea, and I think maybe we'll end the show on this issue. Um, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But I was thinking like, okay, somehow amplifying his powers to make everyone feel the same is a good idea, but isn't the whole point of this judgment based off individuals? Yeah, it's individuals, yes. So is it like if everyone feels happy and content, their judgment can't be too harsh because they've fulfilled their personal fulfillment? It's what it sounds like. Yeah. But I don't I don't know necessarily for sure. Like, to me, a lot is writing on the ending of this book. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's a lot of ways to go right and a lot of ways to go wrong. I mean, (laughs) best case scenario, everyone feels satisfied with themselves and their lives and their partners. And it's a kumbaya world. And this this God is like, damn, y'all are so pure of heart. I, I, I can't I can't condemn any of you. Worst case scenario, there's just a mass fucking worldwide orgy and the streets are just <laughs> filled with semen <laughs> it's all the um for anyone who watches random horror movies um the ending of perfume it all just becomes the ending of perfume i don't think i know that one you don't know perfume i'm, I'm not gonna spoil the ending actually then okay but um there's a very similar scene from what you described all in right. that movie cool and it is based off pure love for like yeah. everything yeah pure happiness so um it's this it's hard because there's gonna be issue four came out today i believe when we're recording this i believe and then we have one more issue after that and i do look at it and go like man you better have a smart ending in your back pocket like i trust the writer obviously he's a great i trust him but a part of me does go like you have to wrap up this god and wrap up the antagonist of this story which are the eternals yes and given 
given how much has happened in these first three issues, I think it's possible. It, it is possible. I, and they are getting an Omega issue, which usually kind of oh, wraps yeah, up yeah. loose ends and stuff yeah. like that, which I don't always love. It depends how they use it. Like uh, Hell's, uh, what was it? Hell on Earth or something like that? I forgot what it's called. It's the last Daredevil event that just happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, For some I'm reason, I can't think of the name. Yeah. But it was a great event. Devil's that, Reign. Devil's Reign, thank you. I'm the one reading the book. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but it's and it's a fantastic book. One of my favorite books on on stands right now. But in that event, there were a few loose ends when the event ended. I was like, well, wait, did Luke Cage become mayor or like what happened? Mm-hmm. And then they had an Omega issue, which I didn't even know about. And then like it just kind of jumped around the story, tying up loose ends. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's have you read amazing. speaking of Marvel's uh love of renumbering. Have you read the new uh, Daredevil run yet? The, the, yeah, like, yeah, started already. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I know. I think there's like two issues in or whatever. I haven't. I have them. I haven't read them yet. It won't make any sense unless you read everything. That I, came yeah, before. I'm. I'm still trugging through, man. Yeah, it's it's a great run, and it truly is. I'm trugging yeah. was the wrong word. Trugging was directed at me, not the story. Yeah, um, it's it definitely goes places you don't think it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, so far it has. Yeah, and there's a character that's popped up in the very first issue that I'm like what and then i read issue two and three i'm still like what <laughs> oh there's an issue three of daredevil out already i think i think three either okay. two or three yeah but oh no today's three so i read issue two okay. but like the questions it makes you ask and like it's it's fantastic and i really want chip sadarsky to write some mutant stuff because oh that'd be fun killing it on daredevil he just started doing Batman. And I haven't read his Batman yet, that. but it's only two issues in and it's really good. Just like his style is fantastic. So anyway, I gave, uh, did I say, did we say yeah, I gave five, it X's. five X's before. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's a good place to cap off the episode. So next week we'll be covering X-Men issue 13 and 14 because we do feel they're very much a tie-in book and not much in substantial material. And then we'll cover Immortal X-Men 6 and Judgment Day number 4. Like it. Like it. All right, guys. Uh, where can I find you, Josh? Well, uh, as mentioned earlier, you can go to KrukoaRadio.com um, or you can go on Twitter and find me at Xbrary and it's Librarian with an X. You. What about you? If the people uh, want to talk to you, where you do they go? on twitter at madman3005 and for all our wrestling fans listening we have a brand new podcast the all elite podcast and we talk about all elite wrestling yeah so just if if one sporadic podcast is your style come join us for another sporadic podcast yes (laughs) and hopefully we'll last more than two episodes we will we're trying We're, we're trying everybody we're going to get this. We'll get a schedule. We'll get it. We'll get back on schedule, everybody. One day. But we do thank you guys for listening and always supporting us. It means the world to us. And we'll see you next time. Oh, wait. That was just an image. That was a mirage. It didn't really happen. Now it's happening in real time. We'll see you next time.